Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We spoke earlier today to Alan Carter, who's the CEO of Cabral Gold, TSXV Gold Explorer of the Assets in Brazil. And if you want to hear our views on that conversation, what they're doing, and indeed the company itself, you can find that at cruxinvestor.com forward slash club where you can also find detailed company reports. There's market commentary from experts from around the world on a variety of commodities and companies. There are company summaries, uh, just to save you a little bit of time. Of course, there's training videos and a thriving community of investors sharing their thoughts and ideas with each other. In fact, you can go there and join them now and sign up for cruxinvestor.com forward slash club. Alan, how are you doing, sir? Very well, Matt, nice to be here. Where are you? I'm in Vancouver. It's early morning here, so sun's just coming up. Lovely. And you're back at the office, obviously. Yes. So, yeah, I hear it's kind of uh, everyone's back to normal over there. We're trying as, as normal as you can get. Uh, <laughs> yeah, kind of normal, some sort of normal anyway. Yeah, fantastic. Hey, well, look, we haven't spoken to you since, I think, mid beginning to mid of July. So I'm looking forward to getting this update from you. Look, judging by your share price, um, a lot of good things been going on. So. But before you do that, give us that one minute overview for people new to the story. Well, I'll pick it up from there. Yeah, thanks, Matt. So Cabral Gold is a publicly listed company in Canada on the TSX Venture Exchange. We have an advanced gold project in Brazil. And this part of Brazil where we're working <clears throat> uh, was the site of the world's largest ever gold rush um, between 1978 and 1995. This region produced an estimated 20 to 30 million ounces of placer gold. And our key asset was the largest placer camp. So far, we've already um, got an initial resource of about a million ounces. Uh, we are targeting a much larger overall resource here of at least five to 10 million ounces, and it could be larger than that. It is a district. We do own it 100%. We have high-grade drilling intercepts, uh, both within the two existing deposits that are not captured in the current resource estimate. And more importantly, we have eight high other high-grade target areas where we've done a little bit of drilling with very, very high grade results. And we currently have a drill campaign going on, Matt. As you know, uh, we've added a second rig and uh, there'll be lots of news coming out, drill results coming out for the next six months on at least 10 different targets. Okay, well, let's, let's talk about that in a minute. So if things are going so well, why have you got a director selling off his shares, like all of his shares at the peak? Yeah, that's, that's unfortunate. One of our directors um, has sold a little bit of stock. He, he had some options that were expiring. It's not part of a pattern, uh, it's a one-off. Um, I believe that was a mistake on the part of his broker, uh, but it's a one-off. Uh, I don't expect that uh, there'll be any more of that. Well, are you selling any? No, no, I mean, as you know, so far I've put in $1.7 million of my own money, which for me is a giant chunk of, of my net worth. Uh, so absolutely not, please check my CDI statements. Okay, I mean, you say it's not part of a pattern, so if any director, any other director has sold any shares during this kind of peak that you saw a couple of weeks ago? No, no, we're not. I'm not putting my interests ahead of my shareholders. And so that's not what we want to do. That's not the way we run a company. Um, you know, I believe this was a mistake. It's definitely not part of a pattern. It, it, you believe it was a mistake because you've spoken to him and he's told you it was a mistake or you think Correct. it was a mistake that he, he decided to do Correct. That? that? That's what he told me. He said it was a mistake on the part of his broker. Okay. 
it, it doesn't really, it doesn't scan well in the market, obviously. So I think, you know, oh, some no. people are, you know, a little bit nervous about what that signals that sends. Yeah, ab- absolutely. He doesn't, but uh, I can only take him at his word. Unfortunately, I can't speak for him. So he told me it was a mistake and I believe him. Right. And the next thing that happened after we spoke, three dusters, three holes, first three holes, no, no good news. What's, what happened? Matt, the first three holes of a, uh, of, of a drill program in a district this large makes no difference whatsoever. I mean, this we already have, as I said, two deposits here. There's eight other targets with a little bit of drilling. This first target we decided to test. We took a bit of a, a risk on it. Uh, no previous drilling. So we, we did not elect to set up. A, a lot of people in the junior mining business, when they first start drilling, they will set up the drill right next to a hole where they've got fantastic results. And as I said, we've got eight other target areas where we've got fantastic results. So we could have done that. We chose not to. We stepped out four kilometers onto a brand new target, which has some fantastic high-grade boulders on it. We've drilled uh, initial 15 holes into that target, which, by the way, is a giant target area. It's well over a kilometer east-west. Uh, we don't know where the structure is because uh, it's unlike a lot of our other targets at Kuyu Kuyu. The vein's not outcropping. And so we're trying to uh, find the vein. We've got results pending on another 12 holes from that. It, it makes no difference whatsoever in the scheme of things. The first three holes on the first target of at least 10 different targets um, has had no impact on the overall district potential. It doesn't change anything whatsoever. So you walked into suspecting it was, it was quite aggressive, quite bold? It was aggressive, yeah. Right. And But you thought there may be a low chance of finding anything, but you wanted to understand what it could be. And it didn't work out. Oh, we thought there were a good chance of finding something. Look, these boulders are averaging 91 grams a ton. They're huge, big boulders. They're like kilometers in size. And so we want to know where they're coming from. But there's no exposure here. There's thick soil cover. There's a lot of vegetation. Um, we've got a magnetic feature there, which we think we're rated to. But the magnetic feature is several hundred meters wide. Um, and we haven't found it in the first three holes. And I, I, I said, uh, I asked my guys this very same question. I said, I'm, I'm coming on, going on with Matt uh, on Monday. Um, what do you guys think? Does this, does this change anything whatsoever? And we're all unanimous of the opinion it changes nothing. Three holes in a district this big. We have 36,000 hectares here, three holes into a brand new target. We just haven't found the structure yet. Results pending on a bunch more holes. Um, and we'll see. This is expiration. Not all holes are going to hit. Okay, so, you, so tell me this then. How much money did you waste doing that? And was that the smartest way to start the drill program? I don't know how much money we wasted. I wouldn't look at it as wasted. This is expiration, pro. This is expiration, Matt. So, um, you know, not a massive amount of money. We're drilling at 25 bucks a meter, including the analysis. So, I don't know, you know, two or 300 meters at 25 bucks. I mean, do the math on that. But, um, you know, this is this is expiration. Unfortunately, I cannot guarantee my investors and my shareholders that every hole is going to be a, a cracking hole. Um, it's not. But look, um, let's get back to the basics here. We already have two gold deposits. Over 90 percent of the placer gold that was mined during the gold rush here, probably closer to 95 percent, is unexplained. It's not related to those two deposits. We've got eight other areas, at least with high grade drilling the steps on. This is a brand new area. We're drilling another one right now called Medusa, which again is a brand new area where big target area, 1.4 kilometers across, giant soil anomaly, great boulders averaging over 20 grams a ton. Um, But again, no outcropping vein. So a little bit higher risk. 
we took a decision which I th would suggest to you was quite bold in that rather than set up 10 meters away from one of the existing drill holes where I could be very, very confident I'd get a cracking drill result that adds nothing to the overall project, um, um, rather than do that, we took a pretty bold decision to step out four kilometers and drill a brand new target where we didn't know, we don't know where the structure is yet. And so I still think we're going to find that, but three holes makes no difference whatsoever. So, I mean, it comes back to that. I mean, I said to you before, you know, are you a geologist or a businessman? Because, you know, you got you're getting excited and you, you want to drill things the right way as a geologist. But those three holes should have, should have been terminal for you. But your share price has been scooting up. And on top of that, you know, you've had to issue a statement saying no material change in business. So what's happening behind all of that? Well, I think, I think since we met, um, you know, following our interview, our initial interview in July, I, I'm not sure about yourself, but I got quite a lot of good feedback on that. I think a lot of people are starting to realize that this tiny little company called Cabral actually owns 100% of a pretty important district that looks like it has, it has world-class potential. And I think more and more people are realizing that um, this isn't a company that just has a million ounces, uh, a million ounce gold deposit. This has enormous upside and it's very exciting. And I think more and more people are realizing that and the stock has risen as a result. And, and you're right. I mean, since we last spoke, um, the stock quadrupled. It's backed off a little bit now. But this is really just to start the drill campaign. We haven't had any, had any drill results of any. Uh, we've only had results on the first three holes. Well, we're going to be drilling scores and scores of holes here over the next few months. So um, it's quite exciting. So I think there's a lot of potential for further growth. Yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't help but notice the, I mean, you found a number of high-grade veins in there as well, haven't you? Because you know, my, my, my impression yeah. of Cabral is it's just low-grade. It's 1.2, 1, 1 fairly homogenous. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. life, right? So but you, a lot of people. did you expect to find high-grade veins or is that just you got lucky? Absolutely. Look, the reason this is um, absolutely we uh, expected to find more high-grade veins. Look, let's just get back to what I said at the initial outset here. This was the largest placer camp in the whole of the Tapper Joss. It, there was two million ounces, Matt, washed here from the streams. And there's probably all the fine gold that the small miners would not have recovered. There's probably another million or two, probably two million ounces of fine gold still sitting in the sand here. Now that's all gold that's been eroded from the surrounding rocks. We already have an, uh, a large number of high-grade um, occurrences here. Since I spoke to you, we've announced that, that we found seven new high-grade veins, which are all outcropping on surface. Right? So unlike the first target that we've just um, drilled with the boulders, where we don't know where the vein, uh, vein is, we've just found seven new high-grade veins. But I just told you, hang on a minute, I just told you we already had eight other high-grade targets where we've got some very, very good drill intercepts um, that we've got a little bit of drilling on. And now I'm telling you the seven new veins been found in the last couple of months um, without cropping mineralization. This, the, they're, they're trending northeast, which is a very, very interesting trend because that's brand new since I spoke to you. We know that there are two orientations of gold deposits on the property. There are east-west trending gold deposits that are very important. Uh, we've got a northwest trending um, regional feature. Central deposit is northwest trending. And now we're finding a whole series of northeast trending veins. An example of that, the new vein at Jerry Moon North, it's tremendously exciting. 
We've got 5.3 meters there at 24 grams on surface in a vein that's outcropping. It's 5.3 meters wide, and it's northeast trending. It's northeast trending, and the outcrop that we've got is 150 meters to the south uh, west of some very high-grade blocks which are running up to 966 grams a ton and is right next door to the richest stream in the whole property in terms of placer gold. So look, you don't need a lot of those sorts of veins. If that wasn't enough, we've got six new high-grade veins immediately north, 250 meters north of the MG deposit. Six in parallel. And we think there's going to be a, uh, a number of additional parallel zones within that. So um, it just gets more and more exciting. It does. but. And people get very excited in the marketplace, retail especially, when you put out high-grade numbers like you have. And you've been quite cute. You, you put in a few, you know, sample grab uh, numbers in there too, you know, as well as the, the, the drilling. So people are seeing these big numbers and getting really, really excited. But tell us a little bit about how you intend to, you know, develop out this district. You know, what, what's the focus going to be? Because you raised, what, you've got about 4.2 million bucks as of, you know, end of July, I, I noticed. Uh, or that was that was the raise. You may have had a bit more. But how do you deploy that? Because not a lot of capital. Your shares are up. Are you going to go and raise some more money? Is that, is that what we should be looking for? Well, there are some warrants that are being, there are some 20 cents warrants that expire at the end of November that are being exercised. So the current cash position is close to $6 million right now. Uh, and I think will grow uh, in, in the coming weeks uh, prior to the exercise of those warrants. Now, good question. So how are we going to actually demonstrate this? So the current drill program really um, is, is, can be considered in, in two, as two parts. The first part is we have a reconnaissance drill program going on targeting uh, areas that we've never tested before using our own rig. And that rig will do 200-meter holes, so things like Targets like um, Alonzo, Medusa, Silmar, things that have never been targeted before. Perhaps this new target we've got, Don, Donya Mocha, which is, has got some very high-grade numbers on surface that we found just a couple of weeks ago. Um, so that reconnaissance rig will keep drilling away. Now, the second rig that's, that's about to start drilling will start in an area where we've got much better geologic control, where, we, where we've already done a little bit of previous drilling, where we can see some of these outcropping high-grade veins, and that will be a systematic program of attempting to demonstrate continuity on some of these other targets, like Mashishi, like the new veins at Mashishi South, Southwest, like the Northeast area of Mashishi, like the uh, Powder Miranda target, like the Central Southeast target, et cetera, et cetera, where we have drilling or outcropping veins that we have much, much better geological control. And that will be more of the money, frankly, will be focused and directed towards that systematic aspect of the drilling. But at the same time, we're going to keep plugging away on things that really could turn out to be new targets that have had no, no drilling done that could be brand new deposits. So um, I think that combination gives our shareholders exposure to um, two aspects or, uh, of the potential of the project. One being the fact there are a number of these targets which never been drilled before, um, which are pretty exciting, but we don't have good geological control and you'd have to consider would be higher risk because there's no previous drilling. And on the second side of it, which is the, the larger component of that, that the current drill program is, you know, determining which of these eight areas uh, and uh, could, could turn out to be 
deposits three, four, and five at, at Kuyu Kuyu. So do you think in this gold environment, you're, you're feeling a little bit casual because the real is, is down against the Canadian dollar, so you're getting more bang for your buck, okay? And it seems easy to go and raise money. And you're up from 25 cents to around 61, you were as high as 81 cents, uh, around 61 cents today. You, you can raise money more cheaply and more easily now. Is, is that what you want to do? Or do you want to be smarter with the money that you've got? Because you've got too many targets, it seems. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can never have enough targets, but casual is the wrong word. I mean, we're we're definitely disciplined. Look, we're not we're not uh, suddenly moving into some fancy office. We're subletting space here in, 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 in an office, which is great, but it's cheap. And, and so, no, I mean, you know, there sometimes when the market changes, there is I have seen other companies have a tendency to start spending money a little bit differently. Um, that's not what we're doing. A lot of this is my own money. And so, you know, I'm very careful with my own money. And so I want to make sure that the money that we're spending is directed towards um, demonstrating the potential of this district. I mean, you know, look, you do these interviews day in, day out with different companies, right? And and uh, and I, I did business development for BHP for a number of years. I For five years, I was just looking at junior companies day in, day out, like you are. And... Um, you know, I formed some opinions about why some about some why some junior companies were more successful than others. And I've tried to take that knowledge, and and and, um, and this isn't my first rodeo in the junior game. I've also had some success, as you know. Um, but that experience, looking at it from the other side of the fence, I think um, has, has 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 helped us build this company moving forward. Well, so, share, well share the secret. So what's the, what's the secret? Because I'm looking at this well, thing going, you don't have enough money to go after all the things that you want to. And I can recognize this and lots of shiny new objects that you get, can get excited about. But what's the thing that's going to have the most impact in the market to allow you to continue to raise cheaper and cheaper money? Yeah, I think the discovery of additional deposits, particularly if they're high grade, and that's what we're targeting. Right? In terms of secrets, there are no secrets. Okay, The, the key thing are, is management. So not just a management of a bunch of good geologists and can find things, are they putting their own money in? How many CEOs put their own money in, uh, large amounts of money? You do this day in, day out. I don't know. You're in a much better very, position. Very, very few. <laughs> exactly, right? And so that's one of the key things that I look for, and that's one of the key things that your investors should be looking for when they invest. Because once you start putting your own money in, you eat, sleep, and drink. And, uh, you eat, sleep, and drink it twenty-four hours a day. Um, you, you never rest. Yeah, I think the mentality changes for sure. Um, so you, you've talked um, in some of the press releases and, and, and some of the commentary around finding economic targets versus they're not the same as commercial targets, though, are they? Uh, no, I mean, you know, trying to find that something is something is economic is sometimes a different thing. I mean. Um, like I said, this comes back to what we were saying earlier in that it's, it's where we are. It's very easy to drill fracking holes. You know, I know exactly where to go and drill, drill a good hole and, and, and everybody gets excited. But the smarter investor, of course, is looking at a map saying, well, where is this hole? And if you set up 10 meters away from a hole that you drilled a year ago or two years ago and you got great results, how does that add any value to the project? I'd say that's wasting money. You already know there's gold there. Why would you drill right next to it? Why not step out four kilometers, take a massive risk? But if you're successful, you know, you, you, you found, it, found a brand new deposit. That's what I believe we should be doing. And that's, that's, what, that, that's what we are going to do. Um, 
But like I said, that is tempered by the fact that a lot of our money is going into the second uh, component of the program, the second aspect of the real program, which is following up on those high-grade results, but not stepping out 10 meters. I mean, you know, we want to demonstrate continuity of some of these other things. We know there's continuity, both at Central and MG, which are the two existing deposits, and I'm really confident we're going to find that there's continuity in some of the other things. If you look at our map map and some of these other targets that already had a little bit of drilling, you will find there's continuity on some of these other things. Go look at the map in Mashishi where we've got five or six holes. It looks like it's a zone starting to emerge there. Several hundred meters long. We've already drilled down dip on the thing so that we know that high-grade vein has a big, um, is continuous at depth and has an envelope, and that envelope continues at depth too. So anyway, I, I don't know if that gives you some sort of... Yeah, it does. It does. I mean, we, we, have, we have looked at that. And, and, and all I'm trying to really get out of you is to understand your thought process about how you you move this down the road and try and starting start to attract the sorts of people that you want to be looking at this thing. I, I don't necessarily mean bring a partner in to can help you do it. You know what you're doing. You've done it before. You've done it with the big boys. You've done it, you've done it in the juniors. I'm not saying that. But in terms of some of the investors that should be looking at you, because you've got a pile of money in this, um, I get it. But you're also heavily, heavily retail focus and you're going to need to start doing the things which are going to attract the more stable institutional investors too i mean yeah. how, how yeah. do you move down that track good question and we already have started attracting those institutional investors you, as you know we just less than 40 percent. i think the register is now institutions that i'm aware of and there's some there's some household names in this part of the world royal bank of canada the precious metals fund is an investor in our company um we've got uh, crestcap which is a big fund out of denver uh, we've got Phoenix, uh, uh, another big gold fund that invests heavily. So there's a bunch of other UK-based. Some of the UK institutions actually are, are investors in our company. We've got a Cisco, which is a group out of Toronto. We've got Dundee, um, again, Toronto-based group. So we're starting to do that already. I mean, um, uh, I think we're well on that path. Um, so I think there'll be more of that going forward um, as people realize that we are sitting on 100% of a whole district. And don't forget, Matt, we're right next door to El Dorado's TZ project, right? Our claims are contiguous with theirs. We're right next door. Our project's two million ounces. It's fully permitted. They could make a, uh, a construction decision this afternoon. And in the current gold price environment, you'd have to say that there's a much higher likelihood that that asset will, will, will uh, that, that production or construction decision will be made. So. Yeah, this is a region where the majors are definitely interested. I've had a lot of inbound interest, but I can't discuss in detail. Um, but there aren't a lot of gold projects like this. But you tell me, again, you do this day in, day out. How many small companies do you know of that control a whole district? I'm sure there are a few, but there won't be many. There's many that claim to. They use the, the, word, the word district is bandied around like water. Right. And so let's talk about what, what a district constitutes. This area, within an area of 10 by 15 kilometers, we have two known gold deposits, which are five kilometers apart. We have eight other targets where we've done some drilling with high-grade drilling sets on eight different areas. In addition to that, we probably have 15 to 20 other targets where um, we've not done any drilling, um, but we know there's a half of cropping high-grade veins, and we've just generated seven new targets on the property. I've lost count of how many targets um, we have on this property map. So, but. But your point is well made. How do you demonstrate the potential of a district and, and how do you 
explain to people just how big this thing is and, and and the area is and what the and how big the potential is. With, with, with two other, let me give you with two other factors. I want you to explain it, but I want you to in, in, include these two other factors. One, with less than six million bucks, and two, with a sixty million market cap. So go. Well, six million bucks goes a long way when you're drilling RC holes for twenty five bucks a meter. Right, you can get an awful lot of drilling for that. Now we only have one of those rigs. I'm, unfortunately, I wish I had five or six, but I don't. Um, but we have a second rig coming in. It's a contract rig, a little bit more expensive in terms of the drill cost, but we can get an awful lot done with six million bucks. Is it enough? Probably not. We are going to need more money to fully evaluate uh, the size of this district. But in the meantime, there's going to be an awful lot of drill results coming from those two rigs. But but yeah, I mean, uh, one of the things that uh, is important is is going to be important for us is is it. It's two rigs enough. I don't think it is. Okay. Well, here, here we go. The, 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 these are the trials and travails of a junior miner. Okay. So you are going to have to get more money to get more rigs or just to kind of keep things going till you can start to realistically talk the language of what you know about this district to be able to get people interested. Okay. So you're, you're going to need to raise some money when? In the new, in the new year? Q1? Q2? Probably at the current rate, probably Q2 of, of next year. Um, we need, we, we'd like to do some diamond drilling early in the new year. So that would be a third rig. Um, that's uh, funded as part of the current program. But yeah, we will need to raise some money in the new year, by which time there's an awful lot of drill results going to come out between now and Q2. And hopefully some of those will be very, very good. Um, Meaning what? You're so, going to chase a bit more of the high grade components? Because no one's, well, no one's interested. In, no one's really interested in the you know 1.2 gram stuff. People get excited about the high grade. So well, like I said to you, we've got a brand new vein, uh, you know, um, Jeremy Moon um, North that we announced in September running 5.3 meters at 24 grams. We've got six new veins in the Mashishi Southwest area, always oh, super high grade on them. You know, one of them's running 4.8 meters at 16 grams on surface. One, Another one of those high grade veins we drilled for the first time last year, we got 3.4 meters at 36.9 grams. So do you feel that you're, are you doing a bit of a knee-jerk reacting to the market and chasing the high grade or are you sticking to your guns? No, we, no, we're not. We've always said that we wanted to test the high grade potential. Go look at my presentation from a year ago or okay. 18 months ago. Okay. So no, no, we're not, we're not doing that. You're clear. We're going to raise some money, probably Q2, continue doing what you're doing, get a better sense of what it is that you've got there. And then what's the end of next year look like? What, 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 would, what would good look like to you by the end of next year? <clears throat> Let's just go back. We're not going to raise some money and then we've already raised some money. We're going to drill. We're going to drill an awful lot of holes before we before the next financing. So there'll be a lot of drill results, lots of potential catalysts on multiple targets, right? We set out to drill 10 different targets. I actually think that we're going to be drilling more than that. Um, and so that's what we're going to do. Um, what's the second part of your question? Um, well, really, so what does the end of the year, what does good look like yeah. for you at the end of 2021? Uh, at the end of 2021, I would like to have uh, a couple of new discoveries um, on the project. So rather than be talking about two deposits here, I'd like to be talking about three or four, maybe even five deposits. And I think, you know, I would like to be able to demonstrate that we've got continuity of, of uh, gold mineralization in, in several new areas. And hopefully one of these other things like an Alonzo or a Medusa or a Silmar, one of these targets that had no drilling previously will prove to be a brand new deposit. So I think it'll be very, very different at the end of 2021 in terms of um, what the uh, 
what we know about the district and how many gold deposits we've got here. There's certainly multiple gold deposits. Again, and I've said this already, let's come back to the fact this was the richest placer camp in the whole region. And it's the richest placer camp for one important reason, and that is that the, the, there should be an awful lot more gold in the hard rock here, hard rocks, the granites being eroded. There has to be. And so we've just got to find it. Like I said, Matt, to you, we only know where 10% of that placer gold is coming from. There's 90% of the placer gold, the streams, we don't know yet where the placer gold is coming from. We have some very good indications. We have some excellent targets here. So it's, it's going to be pretty exciting. The challenge I have as the CEO of this company is explaining to our shareholders and the market in general just how many different targets we have. All these targets have different names. It's very easy to get lost in, in, in where all these things are. And explaining that you have a whole district um, can be a bit of a challenge. So um, that's one of my priorities going forward. Yeah, it's difficult. When you've got a lot of moving parts, people get confused. The story almost gets harder to tell, for sure. Now, are you conscious of what's happening in the market? Look, we just had the US election, obviously, probably wasn't the result people thought. Um, but it's going to have an impact on the markets for, for sure. Gold's had a bit of a you know setback recently, down to 1900 from the highs of 2000. Do you also, as a CEO, have to have a sense of what this what the markets look like going forward? Because you want to hit this cycle. You want to make sure it's great. Yeah. There's lots of people, gold bulls, who'll tell you this gold's just going to go up and, and never stop. But the reality is, cycles happen. So. For running a junior mining company at your stage, are you conscious of having to move faster or do you think you're going to be able to pace this right or do you think it just doesn't matter because people are always going to want gold? I mean, look, yes, you are conscious. You have to be conscious of what's happening in the broader market. And we can debate what will happen in the broader market. But the reason it's so important for me uh, to be conscious of that is because um, financing windows open and close all the time. And so in terms of raising money going forward, you have to be conscious of, of what's going on and what you think is going on. And obviously, we've now it looks like we're going to have a Democratic uh, uh, president in the next term. Um, there's speculation that that, would, that will be good for the price of gold because there will be a lot more fiscal stimulus. Um, it, there will be less uncertainty, however. Um, so, so we'll see how that plays out. But absolutely, yes, it is something that you know, I, have to, I have to be aware of um, going forward. Um, no doubt. Okay. Oh, look, I appreciate your time today. Um, great drill results recently. Very exciting. You've got a lot on your hands and a lot of uh, a lot more drilling to do. Uh, so stay in touch. Let us know how you get on, and um, we'll uh, pick up the phone. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Matt. Really appreciate it. Thanks for your time. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website cruxinvestor.com, and of course our YouTube channel Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.